just good history A little touch of mystery With lots of hilarity It's Adelol Welcome to Adelol I promise there is no more singing I cannot make that promise There we go, same joke as last night, went well (laughs) Went better last night, I'm just saying guys, come on We are Adelol My name is Dan, I'm a born and bred South Australian and my name is Tom. I moved here in 2003 at the age of 15, and I bring a touch of the outsider's perspective. We thank you all for being here. What we do is we explore weird and wonderful stories from South Australia's history. And Tom... You and often hilarious history. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to add one note tonight. History is terribly tragic. Like, it's, um... There's sure. death. There's, uh, disease. There's famine. Suffering. That was just the 90s, so... Uh, yeah, so a bit of an Easter egg for most of our episodes. There's always a dead child, which someone pointed out to me last night after our show. There is so. almost always a dead child, so we apologise for that, but we do try and make... Look on the light side of life and the light side of South Australian history. Here's the thing, though. Tom never knows what the topic is going to be. No idea. So he's hearing it just as you guys are hearing it, so that's how we're doing it. Hey, guys, how are we doing? Good to see you. Hi! Yeah. It's alright, got a bit late, that's uh, alright. <laughs> don't mention it, don't mention it. That's alright, so, and we are recording tonight, so if anyone wants to yell out anything at any time, uh, we will edit that out instantly. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, we'll, if, if, if we, I find later that the, the words dick and sandwich are on the track, I'll just uh, raise those, it's fine. That's alright, we edit in the laughter afterwards as well, so you don't even have to be a great audience. How good is that? You don't, yeah. yeah. You're off the hook. You're off the hook. So we have a beer of the episode, uh, every episode. I do. I gotta pour mine because oh. uh, I finished mine what before is it? I started. I got sparkling ale. Same as last night. Same as sparkling ale. Uh, um, and we usually do tasting notes, so uh, you wanna do the tasting notes for the sparkling ale, Dan? Yeah, um, to hell with tomorrow. I think those are the, the tasting yeah. notes for the sparkling ale. That's so it. you're gonna feel like a rat shit in the morning, so Absolutely. that's how it is. But let's get right into the stage with you. I already feel like a rat shit. Well, at least I'm not one looking like a rat shit, mate. Uh, there we go. So, anyway, let's get right into the story. And Tom, and everyone here, this is the story okay. of Sarah Francisco. Okay, sounds like a shit indie band <laughs> from the early 2000s. <laughs> Sarah Francisco. Yeah. I can picture that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Courtney Barnett type character. Yeah, yeah. I went to the shops and I bought some biscuits. Yeah, no, it's not like that. But Sarah Francisco was born in Ireland in 1840. Irish accent. Ah, to be sure, to be sure. Female Irish accent. Ah, to be sure, to be sure. Drunken female Irish accent. Ah, to be sure. There we go. We get there. And after her mother died in 1844. Okay, so there's already a dead mum. Yep, good start. Absolutely good start. That's what you want in a child's development is a mum to pass away. Dead mother. Dead mother early is good. (laughs) Well, it teaches resilience. Well, yeah, her her father sent her to live with an aunt uh, in the wake of Ireland. Hang on, so. Her mum died, and he's like, I'm not fucking yeah. <laughs> Off you go. Yeah, off yeah. you go. Off to, off to your aunt, then. Um, and if this was in the... Like, in a, Sounds like she's going to be a well-adjusted human being. Yeah, we'll see about that. In the wake of Ireland's Great Famine, she embarked... Never heard of it. No, never. She embarked... Not a thing. She embarked on Over, a ship... Oversold. ...where she landed in Port Adelaide on the 7th of November, 1866. Now the time was Port Adelaide called Port Misery? It certainly was called Port Misery at the time. Uh, so, And you can still kind of see why. Yeah. You take a drive around there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah that's Get the chorus. All right. <laughs> so... 
Oh, come on! You know what? By the end of tonight, that's going to be the least thing you're booing me about. So we're good. We're good. Um, so, she was 26 years old and a single woman at the time of arrival in Port Misery. So, we're just going to skip over the first quarter of her life. Well, the first, not, uh, not much was recorded. Her mum died, so she went to Port Adelaide, so it's gone from bad her to worse. Her mum died really. and dad didn't give a shit. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, there you go. So, go on, go in on. 1867, Sarah Whelan, which was her name at the time. Whelan? Yep, Sarah She was Whelan and Dealan. Whelan and Dealan. She married... See, Sarah Whelan is a lot less cool of a name than Sarah Francisco. Well, maybe that's why she picked... Uh, Italian seaman Frank Francisco. Hang on, she picked some Italian seaman. Hey, hey, this is a good one. Eh? It's a sper- sperm bank joke. There you sperm go. Joke. She married Italian seaman Frank Francisco at St. Patrick's Church on Grove Street, which is actually still there and they still have weddings there. Hey, you're Italian seaman. Her maiden name was recorded as wearing on the marriage register. Wearing? Yeah, so and she's wheeling, she's wearing, she's sampling the semen. Well, the reason for the spelling inconsistencies were, I think, resulted as a... Rampant illiteracy. Yeah, no, uh, misunderstanding of her extremely thick Irish accent. Oh. So, what's, uh, what's your name, dear, so I can put it on the certificate? Uh, my name is Sarah Wheeler. Uh, just, can I hear that again, my please? My name is Sarah Wheeler. Uh, I just, I just here for the semen. Uh, I'm here for the semen. Um, I'm just going to put Wells. Is that fine? Alright, cool. So, have you got any whiskey? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Frank and Sarah had two sons, uh, Joseph and John, and they became Sarah's sole source of happiness in her life. Don't, oh, get, that's don't, nice. don't get too attached to these oh, kids, by the way. <laughs> every time. Uh, it's it's very hard to find a story in South Australia that doesn't involve a dead child. That's yeah, all so, I'm yeah, saying. If if, so, if you're searching for the Easter egg, then <laughs> straight away. Um, However, Frank was incredibly abusive towards his wife. Oh, here we go. And made several attempts to seriously injure her or <sighs> kill her. Why? Yeah. Why? Come on, make right. the jokes, Tom. So, a couple, couple of things, a couple of things. Um, last night went quite well. Um, thanks to everyone that came out. Um, I felt like we were, we, we were getting into the flow of things and people mm. were having a laugh. We were. It was fun. And I was like, Dan's going Dan's to take it to the next level for the Saturday show. Well... And Next um, level down. Just dead kids and domestic violence. <laughs> not within a laughing, the first five minutes. Not a so, laughing matter. Not really, no. But uh, anyway, um, she survived, which is uh, fantastic. Um, but um, around the time of the birth of the second son, Frank had a self-reported Hang on, there's a injury. second son? Yeah, I told you that already. Were you guys listening? Because this guy isn't. Oh, S-O-N. Okay, yeah. go on. So anyway, um, uh, he self-reported an ankle injury. And was self-reported. Yeah. Oh, I'm hurt on the leg. Uh, my leg is a little bit sore. <laughs> and he. Uh, I slipped on the semen. He was a. Uh, <laughs> some highbrow stuff here, guys. Um, and he was reportedly bedridden for three years. So he's, he, he's with a, with you know the guy Charlie in the chocolate factory who just stays yeah. in the bed. Yeah, it's his. Did, did, did anyone remember as a kid? 
like watching that and being, and then like all of a sudden it's like, oh, I better go and take it. And like, and like you, you like you have a cynical uncle that's just sitting on the couch behind you, and he's just like, dull bludger. <laughs> I told you. But Frank, um, anyway, Frank was like, oh, I cannot do work. I cannot do move. You're gonna have to do all the work for me. My ankle's so sore. That's all right. But in one day, he miraculously covered in 1871, and he said, oh, I'm going to go for a walk down to Port Adelaide. I'm feeling good. And he just never came back. And that was the end wow. of Frank. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's Frank. Deadbeat dad. What a, no what a character. What a so guy. we're obviously building, what a hero. building uh, Sarah's life story, which is going really well so far. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, in the wake of his departure, Sarah became the family's sole provider and carer. She worked long hours cleaning houses and businesses with her two sons in tow. Uh, unfortunately, because she had a lot of work to do, she couldn't always supervise the sons. And one day, when she was cleaning a house, okay, it's not a happy. End. I told you guys, one of the sons. I'm why like, would you? <laughs> why would you do this story for a comedy show? Well, it gets better. Actually, no, it gets much worse. I'm not entirely sure I printed okay, the right thing. Let's just keep going. But anyway, um, one of the sons tragically died how, after falling. How? Uh, he fell We're from... talking like a, I guess it's like an Eric Clapton situation. Kind yeah, of. kind of. Oh, tears in heaven. <laughs> Tra- you please. knew what this was. <laughs> Actually, some people don't. <laughs> Any reviewers in tonight? Uh, okay, yeah. fantastic. So it was. Um, he fell from a, a cutting. I don't know what a cutting is. Do you know what a cutting is? Uh, yeah, okay. Him, so, yeah. Okay. Um, and the other son was taken away. So the grief. Hang on, the other son was taken away because she's like, well, they're like, well, you're a shitty mum because you're letting your kids. Oh, they're like, take it away. Okay. <laughs> so, like, he's now the number one son. No, that's right. Oh, okay. So, so, okay. So this started Sarah's descent into the criminal lifestyle. Sarah's oh, a crib. okay. Sarah's right. a badass as well. Right, which okay. you uh, learn. Sarah's first reported court appearance uh, was for drunkenness and took charge. Uh, the charge took place in July 1872. Was she actually drunk or just Irish? Was she uh, just, they couldn't they were just like, like, yeah, okay. Right, it's like, like where's the evidence? Yeah. Um, plead, plead your case, please, Sarah. Right, She's right, drunk. Right, just take her away. Take her away. I'm an innocent woman. Once uh, we read that, her offending skyrocketed, and she soon became one of Port Adelaide's most notorious residents. Gangsters. Yeah, she was an actual gangster. Sensational. But more of a funny gangster. Think um, Compolides mixed with Focarelli. I think that's who we've got. Okay, all right, all right. Yes, yeah. Something old, something new. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Yeah. chucking it all together. It's like the tattoos and the moustache. That's right. That's exactly right. That's how I'm picturing her. <laughs> Tattoos, moustache, very drunk, and uh, angry at the world. All That's right. right. If you go down to Port Adelaide, you can probably still see memories of that. Yeah, Tattoos, moustache, <laughs> drunk, and angry at the world. There's not much of that in Port Adelaide. Her exploits were frequently reported by local newspapers. And by the late 1880s, she was... Alt- uh... I like how you said the word newspapers. Like, there was a time when Adelaide had more than just one newspaper. Uh, and she was also described as being uh, a frequent offender in the newspapers. In addition to drunkenness, a litany of charges brought against her included indecent language. Ah, oh, you fucking. I'm arresting you for obscene language. Uh, resisting police. I don't want to go to jail. Thievery. <laughs> I'll take that. Lar- <laughs> <laughs> ah, not bad, not bad. Larceny. Uh, I'll definitely take that. What is larceny? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, yell out what you think larceny is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So exactly. it's the same, exactly. same thing twice. Yeah. Well, 
Um, uh, now you know, Dan. Stealing. What's stealing? <laughs> Just all adjectives for theft. Um, resisting police. Uh, I don't want to go to jail. Oh, yeah. We've done enough. that one already. Assault. I don't want to go to jail. You should fucking go to jail. <laughs> Inciting a riot. We should all go to jail. <laughs> and disturbing the peace. We should definitely all fucking go to jail. <laughs> By 1886, at the age of 46, she was described by a newspaper as, quote, a tall, muscular woman, well on in her years. Well with... hung in her years. <laughs> no, well on in her years. No, that's not what I Woman heard. and hung, you're not getting the A tall, right muscular woman, well hung in her years. <laughs> She figured out the food go was on. better at the women's prison, so oh, thought, okay, well, let's okay. go this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was tucking. She had an Irish wit <laughs> that kept the court in continual merriment. Her strength. She had an Irish wit that kept the court in continual like, merriment. People were like, oh, Sarah's back in today. It's Tuesday. Oh, it's about time. Oh, let's see what she's got to plead today. She's so back in. She was certainly a bit of a character. But her strength and quick temper were legendary. Ooh. In March 1892, on the occasion of her 151st conviction... Birthday. Conviction. The 151st. (laughs) And uh, we're going to go through every single conviction. How long you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lock the doors. Step by step. She flung a chair at the magistrate... Yes! ...after being sentenced to two months imprisonment. And, yes. and as, a, as a Bob Francis fan, I say, well done. <laughs> I say, fuck the magistrate. Punch that magistrate in the face. I'm allowed to fling a chair at him. I fling a chair at him. Oh, getcha. Local hero. Local hero, absolutely. On another occasion, see, she successfully resisted seven police officers trying to arrest that her. That is impressive. Yeah. yeah. And when they did actually call for backup and get her... They had to call and find a horse-drawn trolley and tie her to it as it led her down Port Road. Because so they, they had to use it. a horse to drag her to jail because seven police officers couldn't actually pin That's her down. That's exactly and right. Her effectively, she was a brute of a woman, an absolute brute, strong. Woman. I prefer the term beast. A beast of a woman. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Is it any difference? No. Okay. Good. Just well, I'm glad we cleared that up. But while she was incarcerated in Adelaide Jail, uh, many a time, she developed an affinity for one particular cell in the number two yard. Okay. And always furiously insisted on being placed so in that cell. So she spent so much time in the jail that she yeah. was basically like, I, if I'm going to be in here, <laughs> I want to be in my room. That's exactly right. Whether the room was occupied or not, Sarah, it's like one of those room. people that goes to a restaurant. Like they, they always. Like, I used to work in a in a restaurant, and we'd have this family come in every Friday, <laughs> and um, they would always insist on sitting at the same table, mm. like every week. And um, and they had this thing where they were basically like, "We're here, we're regulars. We've given you lots of money. Therefore, we have this expectation that you're going to look after our children while we sit here and eat and have a conversation." Uh-huh. Yeah, so I thought I, I recognised you. That's yeah, so- yeah, I am. Yeah. So, so for the first six months, it was like they would come in and they would buy their food and do the right thing and whatever else. But it's like they they became comfortable, shall we say? Yep. And then took it to the point where they were like, "Yeah, our kids can just run rampant." To the point, and, and, and one day, one of their kids just wet themselves in oh. the middle of the bar. Oh god. And um, and I asked the dad like, "What's going on here?" And he was just like, "Oh yeah, you can clean it up." <laughs> oh, what a piece of shit, dad. He's worse than Frank. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 hey, 
Hey, I'm not yeah. cleaning that up. We'll change it. You can just mop it up. Sarah, come and get in the child's a piss. That's, eh? that's essentially her approach, right? She's basically like, I have spent so much time in this jail. That's exactly right. That uh, this is my you, you now need to cater right. to my needs as a uh, like as, as, a frequent a, as an occupant, as a frequent flyer. <laughs> She gets a card, she gets the stamps on it. A frequent felon. It's like Wendy's. You get a card, you get a stamp, fifth one, free hot dog. So, uh, yeah, yeah okay. that's yeah, exactly right. right. So then there's no free hot dogs in jail. <laughs> not well, not, 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 <laughs> there's no free hot dogs in the women's jail. Well, you haven't been incarcerated at the same place I have. No. So, yeah, that's exactly right. When she was once refused access Dan used to work as a uh, as a counselor in in prison. That's exactly right. We didn't need to reveal that. To him. <laughs> I don't think anyone's interested. But uh, I met Sarah many a times. This lovely letter. When she was once refused access to her cell, her cell on one occasion, Sarah Francisco threw off her hat and shawl and assaulted the guard. Then started a riot. You of, fucking bastard! <laughs> started a riot. I want to get access to my cell. Of over sixty prisoners, which led to the jail shutting for two days. <laughs> What? Yes. <laughs> how, yeah, how can a jail shut? Well, I, I don't know. No, that's a really good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess really they just didn't let anyone in. You know what? It's that weekend where it's like um, the purge. It's like, go on, commit all the crimes you want because you're not coming into jail because we're closed. Or it's like they just put them in the cells and the staff just go home. I think it was lockdown, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Staff were like, you know, we've had enough of you guys off to your rooms. So she started a riot because she didn't get the cell she wanted. That's all right. And also, she threw off a shawl. Like, why was she... Like, don't, when you go into jail... Jail, I've heard. When you, go, when you go into jail, they take all your property off of you anyway. So. Oh, they do, they do, but not your shawl. Okay, all right. you're allowed to keep that. Have some decency, you Tom. Don't, you, don't, you don't rub an Irish woman on her soul. That's right. Okay. After the riot, Sarah was the only one left standing, including the guards. So she started a riot. Yep. The prison went into lockdown. Yep. She kicked the shit out of a bunch of people. Yep. And at the end of it, everyone's in their cells. Well, she eventually the guards have gone home, and yeah. she's just like standing there, like I win. I'm still standing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, thanks. <laughs> um, however, it did earn her her cell. Yeah, Al- yeah awesome. Hey. Along with a further 14 days added to her sentence, where she could only have bread and water. Damn, so they, they caved in and gave her. The well, yeah, they, didn't, they didn't want to get the shit beating out of them again. So they, they were like, you can, have your, you can have your cell, but we'll just add two weeks to your sentence. Yeah. But that's like, that's like offsetting a punishment with a less shit punishment. Well, yeah, I'm a dad. I do really, that all the time. No, <laughs> but that's not that, that. Obviously, that's not going to be effective, right? She's she's probably going to go out and commit a crime for the 150 seconds. Time. <laughs> well, there's a lot more. She's not going to learn her lesson. As a result, from then on, the current occupant of that cell was always immediately evicted whenever Sarah was brought back what? into her familiar surroundings. No. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So she, like, she's actually become like a regular yeah. that's like, you're in my seat. Yeah. <laughs> she's got like a membership for the jail. On one occasion in which she was released, Sarah advised... This is the original Port Adelaide membership. <laughs> Sarah um, 
when she was being released one day, she advised the warden to just, you know what, keep the same clothes and cup in my cell. I'm going to be back in two days. What? Yep, she said that. <laughs> I'll be back in a day or two, was her quote. She's like, I've just bought a new toothbrush. Keep it in there. I'll be back. I'll be back. Don't let anyone in the bed at all. I've made it just the way I like it. I've said, Rough. I've said it the way I want to be. And if you don't agree, I'll break your fucking fingers. Uh, in February of 1895, uh, she reportedly broke her arm while intoxicated, but insisted the injury was a result of the constable. Uh, there was some investigation. To- no, I didn't, I didn't say it was, a, it was a result of the constable. I said it was a result of the constable, and I'll fight him again. And she did fight him again. Yes. And he, <laughs> and he walked off with a broken arm this time. Yep. <laughs> Sarah was a tough woman. I want to go back to jail. Although getting on in her years, she remained extremely, extremely strong. Uh, I'm just going to take a story from the advertiser. Um, Not a real newspaper. From uh, the 18th of November, uh, 1902. Um, I don't think they had subscriber-only articles at that stage. But uh, I'm sorry, this is a subscriber-only article. Uh, to read about Sarah's exploits, uh, click here and pay a dollar. No, you know what's interesting about that is you're starting to see like people be angry in the comment section, which is great. Like I was, written, not that I looked through the comment section of the advertiser <laughs> for people for people to troll. I wouldn't do that. Uh, but uh, there was like a comment in there that was like. Uh, someone was like, oh, I disagree with this. Uh, like, full disclosure, I haven't actually read the article. They just basically like, I haven't actually read the article. I've only got, like, two free articles left for this month. I took out a waste on this one. And then they just had, like, a stream of angry faces and people responding. And I was like, oh, fair play. Fair play. It's always clickbait, anyway. Yeah, oh, it is. It story is. from the advertiser. There are a few persons who have a more unbelievable police record than Sarah Francisco, age 63. Age 63. Age 63, who appeared in Port Okay, <laughs> so... It's your grandma. And, yeah, and, and this is what's amazing about this, is, like, she's made it to 63, basically just punching on with cops. Absolutely. That's been her job, essentially. And stealing, which is kind of how she... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah and, and larceny, which is... The same thing, different, right? <laughs> also thieving, she was doing. Yeah, okay. Um, so, in November last year, Sarah was sentenced... Last year? Was she still fucking Watch out, guys. 163. <laughs> 163. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, she walked... From the same article, she walked the streets of Port Adelaide last month, Damn brandishing man. a stick and yelling. Sarah... Brandishing <laughs> a stick and yelling. Yep. I'm tired, I want to go back to jail to my comfy bed. <laughs> She's got her own place. Uh, she walked along the streets of Port Adelaide, brandishing a stick. She was cautioned, cautioned by police several times to remain quiet. <laughs> She's brandishing a stick, and they're like, just stop. Just stop with the stick. Just stop. Just arrest her. Like, they know what this is. They know where it's going to go. They've got the broken arms already. That, that's right. They, yeah, they've seen it happen. They've seen it go down. I've got a broken stick. I'll show you. I'll show you some justice cover. But and they're she, like, no. Just, just, can't, just, just go give me a, a caution. We don't I want think, to go through this again. I think that you can do better. I think your life can get better. And she's like, I'm 63. I'm not going to fucking fucking. And they're like, no. I believe in you. Oh, really? That's nice. I'm glad to hear that. This is the beginning of community policing. This is it. This there is we where are. it starts. There we are. Eventually, Sarah was arrested once again. Uh, but she... oh. 
I'm surprised. Are you surprised? <laughs> but she threw herself on the ground and used her stick threateningly. Uh, threateningly? Yes. Threateningly. Well, this is from a paper in 1902. So well, I'm not sure. Um, she had... Sarah has the reputation of being as strong as a lion, and there seems to be some justification for this comparison. As strong as a lion. As three policemen could not hold her down, a trolley was obtained, and the woman was taken to the station. Um, she makes the trolley where the, the horse just, Clydesdale just basically drags her <laughs> to the station. Yeah, yep, that's what happened again. once again. That was the job of uh, what she did. Uh, again, community policing. It works. It's a system that works. Don't knock it. That's right. However, on the evening of 27th of March, 1912, a Port Adelaide constable discovered Sarah Francis- Fran- San Francisco Sarah Francisco asleep on the doorstep of the police uh, station. She's that desperate to basically just... <laughs> She's like, just put me in, guys. Come on. What do I have to I'm do? I'm tired. Uh... Francisco implored the magistrate uh, she wasn't intoxicated this time oh. it was the first time in a hey. long time and she implored the magistrate to refrain from she jailing her uh, but when she was found guilty why of... would she no no no, no, no. Yeah. This, this doesn't make any sense she's now at the point where she's asking to not be put in jail that's like... right she wasn't intoxicated but the magistrate found she's like I finally sobered up after <laughs> 63 years and I've come to realise that maybe my my dedicated cell in the prison isn't that comfortable or desirable. That's exactly right. She begged the magistrate not to put her back in jail, but he found her guilty of having insufficient means of support. Uh, So he (laughs) put her in jail because he's like, it's the only place for you. Yeah, that's exactly right. They didn't help her or anything. But some people were there. I'm glad we moved away from that kind of system. (laughs) (laughs) One day after her release, yeah, pretty much. One day after her release, uh, she was arrested again uh, and arrested for insobriety. She was arrested for sobriety? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, they, well, like, they now arrest her for Sarah, not being drunk. She's like, how are you going today, Copper? How are you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> right, get the cuffs. She's Something's not something. right here. Something's not right here. She's, she's about to turn. On the 11th of April, she returned to jail for the very last time. Oh, it's about to get dark. It actually doesn't. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get dark. Like, this hasn't she been... She turned her life around and uh, she lived the next 20 years reformed woman. Within, within a day of uh, release, uh, she was apprehended on in Port Adelaide once again. And a bear. And, um... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And the court proclaimed... Sorry, this is from 1912. Mm-hmm. The court said, you're either going back to jail or you're finding a means of support. Um, and for the first time in her many appearances in court, she pleaded guilty. What? So up to that point, she'd just been like, I'm not guilty, it's fine. Yeah. Right. There's, there's, no, there's no problems at all. I, I, if anything, you're in the wrong. That's right. <laughs> the 152 times that I was arrested previously, wasn't me. But you know what? This one, I'll take the rap. So she took the rap and was offered to serve her time uh, doing community work for the Salvation Army. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. This yeah. is it, is it? This is where it kicks off? This is where it kind of kicks off. This is where it kicks off. Well, this is where her life kind of turns around. Okay. I think we've saddened everyone enough here tonight. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this She's, she's like, I figured out I'm a religious loony and I hate gay people. <laughs> They're like, Salvation Army. Salvation Army's recruiting. Perfect. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I'm like a really, like, fucked up right-wing religious loony, but I pretend that I'm not, and also I hate gay people. They're like, boom. 
they've, they've got an appeal on jump in Salvation Army Salvo's all the way for the remainder of her life Sarah Francis people still think they're heroes fuck <laughs> oh, oh we've got a band Ooh. <laughs> for the remainder of her life Sarah remained a very outspoken advocate for the Salvation Army oh here we go she regularly uh, participated in fundraising drives, which was her favourite thing to do. So all she wanted Army. was someone to be like... Here, do something useful, Sarah. And yeah, she did. Yeah, do something and useful. Add a piece of bread. Really well. How you doing, Sarah? Pat on the back. You're yeah. And then that's it. She, that, that's what turned her life around. Pretty much. It really was. All right. I think that's a lesson for all of us. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> She was particularly fond of fundraising, like going in uh, to her old places where she used to frequent the bars and shaking the tin and asking for donations. Extortion. Extortion. <laughs> Extortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah. The roots of the Salvation Army. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If patrons, she demanded, patrons donate. If not, she would fight them. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty effective. I, like, I, I, I kind of think that that, that that makes sense. I'll break your fucking Salvation I'll Army. Break your fucking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why don't we do that with people? Why don't we do that with rich people now when it comes to paying their tax? Mm, not entirely sure why. Yeah. Just uh, send her in to Apple Corporation and just be like, you pay your taxes, I'll break your fingers. She got into many fights in Port Adelaide with people who did not donate to the Salvation Army. <laughs> all right. That's all right. That's what she did. So they've got a person on the ground who's doing I'm awesome more, fundraising I'm more for of the Finney's guy. <laughs> I'm going to break your arms. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> She even reportedly turned her life around so much that she called the warden at the Adelaide jail and said he could let her sell out to other occupants now and she no longer needed it. So, so generous. Yeah, so like, gen- you know what? I'm willing to let it go. I've, I've, I've chosen a different way. That's great. That's right. However, she never entirely gave up alcohol and frequently... Who rep- would? <laughs> frequently represented the Salvation Army in a drinking contest, drinking st- yeah, contest. why not? Why hey. not? Get a jar up here for the southwest. <laughs> that was passing out. Fantastic. <laughs> why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, this does get worse. Okay. okay yeah, well, right. we all knew she was going to die, right? She yeah, just two hundred yeah. years ago. But so. Yeah, exactly. So that's fine. Although frail, she remained strong for the Salvation Army and continued up with activities, fundraising, and working for them uh, until the last year of her life. Sarah Francisco was 76 years old. Good, good, good run. That's good a great, run that's a for someone run for, who. For, for someone that's okay. Probably... For back in that, back in those days, people died at like 29. Like that seemed to be yeah, standard. from old age and fear. <laughs> that was the main cause of death at 29. Yeah, in, 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 in Victorian lack of potato. Um, however, uh, she died in a home in Queenstown in 1916. In Queenstown? Yeah. She's like, I'm just going to New Zealand. No, uh, Queenstown, uh, Port Adelaide. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go on. Uh, you know, one of those kind of little, little weird like, suburbs uh, that no one really knows snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> that was my transition as like a life of crime, salvos, snowboarding. Why not? Winter Olympics are on. She saw it on the telly. Right. thought I could give that right. a go. Yeah. Yeah. Ferg Burger in uh, Queenstown, New Zealand. Good spot. Great, great burger. I rate it. And shout out for them. Cool, let's get a sponsor. <laughs> get a sponsor in another fucking country. Well, why not? In 1907, Sarah was promised a free burial from an undertaker because he thought she was going to die Trebuchet. within the next year or two. And she went, <laughs> on, she went on to live for another That's 10 cute. years. Imagine being the undertaker's like, yep. <laughs> 
you're you're on the out now. Um, you know what? If you die in the next six months, free 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 funeral and uh, free free coffin. That's right. But you have to get a picture of Compilati's printed on. However, that's my only stipulation. Despite it being ten years later, the Undertaker kept his promise and gave Sarah a free funeral to a cast of hundreds arriving on the day and she was laid to rest and still is at rest at Cheltenham Cemetery. She's still at rest? Okay, thanks. <laughs> she's, she's still under arrest more than no likely. No one's dug her up since. <laughs> and now... No, yeah, yeah, no, no. We know how to treat people right in this state. Weekend at Sarah's, you know? Yeah, Salvation <laughs> yeah, Army stipulated that no one should dig her up. Yeah, fair enough. Over the course of her life, Sarah was convicted of crimes... 295 times. Amazing. Well done. Well done. Well done, Sarah. What's for you? How much was theft and how much was larceny? Uh, 291. The uh, uh, last couple were pirating DVDs, actually. Oh, uh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Napster back in yeah, the day. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She spent over 16 years in Adelaide jail for short sentences and was uh, committed for 12 months or more on five separate occasions. Uh, she spent wow. Christmas Day in jail 12 times. Many of her sentences were served concurrently, so that's where, like, well, you've done a lot of shit within the last week, we'll put you away for a bit, but your sentences are kind People of know. compressed. Um, but if she had turned... If she had done the full terms of her sentences... Yeah. She would have served... Still be in jail now? She would have... Yes, actually. She would have served 180 years in prison. Oh, they would have done less damage to the community than just joining the Salvation Army. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. Am I kidding? I think I've seen a lot of Sarahs working at those Salvos op shops, actually. They're not my favourite charity. I'm going to say that. First fought before the courts uh, for drunkenness in 1872. Sarah went on to amass a total of 295 con- convictions and to this day... Legend. ...holds the record... For South Australia's most arrested individual. Well done, Sarah Francis We salute you. Report out to Sarah right now. And Tom, that is the story. Tragic story. Uh, but turned around for Sarah yeah. Francisco. Yep, can appear. And uh, just to let you know, we've still got tickets available for our show on the 18th of March. That's right, it's at the Chateau Apollo, which is up. Next door. Next door, well it's not next door, it's the next road over, yeah. 74 Frame Street. Uh, we still have tickets available for that. We did record tonight, so thank you all for coming along. If you thank do want you. to check us out, um, you can find us on any of your iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts uh, called Adelol. That's right. And don't just fail to buy a ticket online and turn up to our show on the 18th of March and walk in anyway, because that would be larceny. Larceny, which we now know. Until However, I'm putting Sarah Francisco on the door. Thank you all for coming. We had a great night. We appreciate you all. Come grab a beer with us after the show. Thank We'd love folks. to hear what you thought. Liam, thank you very much. The sound guy. Claire on the door. Thank you. thank you. Claire on the door. Trek for the poster. We absolutely loved it. Thank you all. Enjoy your fringe. We'll see you soon. Have a laugh. Have a laugh. Have a laugh.